Welcome to Northern Ag Network On Demand. If you like this program, we'd sure appreciate your comments on the show. Feel free to suggest to us if you've got news or stories you think your neighbors in Northern Ag Network country would benefit from hearing. We'd also like to take a second to thank BNSF Railway for sponsoring our program. BNSF Railway has been partnering with farmers for over 170 years. We thank them for the partnership. Enjoy the report. Good afternoon, Coulter Brown here from the Northern Ag Network with our noon market report. Brace yourselves, you're about to get inundated with cattle information on the radio the next couple of days. We put Andy Schwab on a plane this morning and sent him to New Orleans for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association Convention. I know what you're thinking. Coulter, do you have any idea how much trouble Andy can get into on Bourbon Street? I am fully expecting him to, but he's also going to be sending us reports from cattle industry leaders on what to expect for the industry here in 2023. Of course, yesterday we received the semi-annual cattle inventory report from USDA, and that sure contained a lot of information. The big news to me was beef cow inventory down 4% from last year at 28.9 million head. Over a million head of cows were lost in 2022, and that inventory now the lowest on record, surpassing the low set in 2014. And this will not be the end of the shrinking cow herd. Beef replacement heifers came in 300,000 head under expectations, 6% lower from last year. That just means it'll take longer to rebuild the cow herd. We're talking at least one more year of contraction, likely two. We've been saying it for a while now, but tight supplies, strong demand, and increased packing capacity should yield higher prices and improved profitability for producers. Now if we can just get the weather to cooperate. We also received the sheep and lamb inventory report yesterday, and USDA reported total inventory down 1% nationally at just over 5 million head. Total sheep numbers in Montana stayed steady at 190,000, breeding sheep down 3%, while market animals increased 17%. In North Dakota, sheep numbers increased 3% to 64,000, South Dakota up 6% at 250,000. Safflower growers, are you attending the Mate Show February 16th to the 18th in Billings? J.G. Boswell Company is looking to partner with Montana Safflower Growers. Farming since 1925, J.G. Boswell owned and operated an oil mill plant in Corcoran, California. Producing edible-grade high oleic safflower oil, they are looking to secure additional safflower seed from Montana growers to fulfill their oil mill production capacity. Visit their booth or contact J.G. Boswell partner at United Grains, Blake Brawley, 406-750-2872, about grower meetings during the Mate. Tomorrow in the Montana Legislature, House Bill 350, a bill to ask retailers to make a reasonable effort to display a sign at the meat case with transparent country of origin information for beef and pork will be heard before the House Ag Committee at 3 p.m. Representative Frank Smith of Poplar is carrying the bill that is supported by Montana Farmers Union. Similar bills in the 2019 and 21 legislatures failed to become law. Well, at the NCBA convention in New Orleans, the executive committee approved their policy priorities for the next year, which includes a focus on advancing animal disease preparedness with funding in the Farm Bill for the Foot and Mouth Disease Vaccine Bank, protecting voluntary conservation programs like EQIP and CSP, and defending producers from regulatory overreach such as WOTUS, the Endangered Species Act, emissions reporting, and more. NCBA President-elect Todd Wilkinson from South Dakota said their focus is helping to create opportunity for America's cattle producers and fighting to make sure the federal government does not damage the industry. 
And we are looking forward to seeing folks next week at the Soil Health Symposium at the Billings Hotel, the 7th through the 9th. The conference can really expand your way of thinking, and I'm looking forward to hearing from some of the speakers who are also producers, like Jerry Doan of McKenzie, North Dakota, Corey Falk of Sunburst, Montana, and Ty O'Connor from Ekalaka. Sale season's here again, and there are a lot of black-hided Angus bulls on the market, but not all of them are registered. Why take the risk? Don't gamble on unproven genetics. Invest wisely with registered, powered by Angus bulls. Backed by the power of the American Angus Association and 80 million data points, registered Angus bulls give you the confidence in your buying decisions. Don't buy an imposter. Look for the registration number. Buy the power. Buy registered Angus bulls. A bullish cattle inventory report and lower corn prices have resulted in triple-digit losses in the feeder contracts today. Makes no sense. I realize that. I guess chalk it up to technical pressure as live and feeder cattle had been posting some significant gains. Today, though, we've got March feeders down 292 at 183.22, April 232.5 lower at 187.72. If you want to get excited about the feeder cattle, though, look out to the deferred contract. There's a $22 spread between March and August, and the fall contracts are trading above 210. In the live cattle today, the April contract down 85 cents at 162.17, June down 65 at 158.5. Light inventory and cold temperatures did cancel several cattle sales around the region this week, but we do seem to have turned a corner in the slaughter cow market. A lot of these prices are up 5 to 10 bucks in just the last few weeks. At Montana Livestock Auction, the cows topped out at 90 cents. A lot of them selling in the 75 to 83 money, heifers from 86 to 115. In Riverton, the four-weight steers sold from 231 to 244, five-weights mostly 205 to 210, top of 232, 650 to 750-pound steers 180 to 189, and five-weight heifers 185 to 197. And at the Bowman auction market, 60-pound lambs sold from 156 to 157, 80-pounders 130 to 133, a big group of solid mouth bread use selling at 235 ahead and mixed age bread use from 135 to 175. In 1930, Montana FFA was chartered with 26 chapters and just over 400 members. Currently, we are closing in on 110 chapters with over 6,000 members across the state. My name is Philip Pruitt from Park City FFA, and I'm serving as Montana FFA's second vice president. No matter the career path you choose to follow, whether it be from production agriculture to engineering or anything in between, FFA has a place for you. If you're interested or would like more information, visit FFA.org. The winter wheat really battled to keep the rally going today. After trading higher for six straight sessions, we finished kind of mixed today. Not a lot of news to push the market. Russia and Ukraine are still outbidding for export business. Drought concerns remain very prevalent across wheat country with winter kill concerns still present in the south. March Casey winter wheat though up a penny at 879, made down a quarter cent at 871. March and May spring wheat both up a quarter cent. March at 922, May at 915. March Chicago wheat down seven and three quarters at 753, May down six cents at 764. Corn for March down two pennies at 677. And March soybeans down 21 and three quarters at 1516. And cash grain prices from Portland are higher. 12 pro winter wheat up two cents from 1005 to 1015. 14 pro spring wheat, three better at 10.06, and soft white wheat up a nickel from 8.50 to 8.55. On the Northern Ag Network, 
I'm Coulter Brown.